This episode of the AT Tips Cast is sponsored by TextHelp Systems. TextHelp has moved Read and Write Gold support features to the cloud with a new suite of web apps. The web apps work within browsers on iPad, iPod Touch, iPhone, and other mobile devices, as well as PCs and Macs. The apps include Read and Write Web, which provides read aloud with dual color highlighting, along with dictionary, picture dictionary, translator, and study skills for HTML web content. Ebook Reader, which allows users to search for, download, save, and read aloud bookshare ebooks. Speech, which reads aloud typed or pasted text. And Dictionary, which provides text and image definitions for typed or pasted words. Call TextHelp at 1-888-248-0652. That's 1-888-248-0652. Or go to TextHelp.com for more information. Welcome to the AT Tips Cast, exploring and investigating the implementation of assistive technology in public schools. I'm your host, Chris Bouguet. This is episode 82, and in case we don't make it out of here alive, we're recording this on October 14th, 2011. Stop being melodramatic and man up. We're fine. It's not that scary. I don't think I like this new line of work you've gotten us into. Chris, I felt a calling. I had to follow it. I've done a number of jobs over the years, and although I found teaching really gratifying, I felt like there was another way I could help people. Yeah, but but why this? Why do you need to do this? I went to a bunch of what job is right for me websites, like the one at selectsmart.com slash topjobs.html, the career toolkit at dreamit hyphen doit.com, the one put out by CareerBuilder over at careerpath.com, and entered in my talents. This was the job that came up on all those sites. Yeah, but this paranormal investigator? Why couldn't it be something a little less spooky? Look, when students use those websites to help them find jobs, they usually get results that are more, shall we say, practical? They're jobs that fit their likes and abilities. What can I say? I entered in the fact that I like novels about the supernatural, have a strong woman's intuition, and can use technical equipment. Only two jobs came up. Paranormal investigator and vampire hunter. You know I'm a Team Jacob girl, so I'm not into chasing vamps. Plus, I felt like paranormal investigator gave me a wider range of options, you know? Yeah, I know. But I didn't know we'd end up in some old dreary, cobwebby house with paintings of creepy dead people staring at us. It's like this place is out of an old Scooby-Doo cartoon. I can give you a Scooby snack if it would make you feel better. Yeah, it might. Out. 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 Zoinks! Like, what was that? Jinkies, Chris. I don't know. Maybe it's the ghost we were hired to investigate. It sounded like it came from upstairs. Let's go check it out. Bud... How did we get this job anyway? Simple. I set up a profile on the website about.me from AOL. It's a really simple website that allows you to quickly throw up a background image, a biography, or a set of job skills, and hyperlinks to any web content that help demonstrate your skills. It's a fast, easy, and impressive way for students to show employers who they are, 
what they're all about, and to demonstrate that they know how to present themselves in a professional manner online. When a student is looking for a job, they can hand in their resume or application, but also include their about.me page to impress a would-be employer. Some students even put the link to their about.me page on their business cards. I thought, if students are doing this, then so should I. So I made an about.me page explaining my skills at attracting, identifying, and then expelling ghosts from a residence. I got a call from this house and voila, we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an about me page too. It's about.me slash Chris Bouguet. Who called you anyway? The owners? Um, not sure exactly. It was just a voicemail saying something about building and coming or coming to a building. I can't remember exactly, but it was something like that. So you don't even know who called you? They didn't leave a name? A job is a job, Chris. In this economy, we can't be turning away opportunities. I suppose you're right. Uh, how much are we getting paid to do this anyway? Oh, we're not getting paid. We're doing this for free. Just to get some word of mouth going. What? We're tracking down potentially dangerous poltergeists for free? Now that is scary. Please, we don't even know this house is haunted yet. So calm down, scaredy cat. That definitely sounded like a ghost. Quick, break out the equipment. What equipment? The recording equipment. You know, Audacity, the microphones, the laptop. We're going to need that as we move around the house. Bud, do I look like Peter Venkman? Do you see me as a Ghostbuster? Am I wearing a backpack with all my podcasting gear in it? No, all I've got is my smartphone, and I've been recording this entire time using the voice memo app that comes with it. I think it's one of my favorite apps. It was free, it's easy to use, and I can pull the audio files off it later to put in other programs. I can also share the audio via email or text message. It's perfect for when I need to record my thoughts and I can't type. Like when I'm driving in the car. Students can use it much the same way. If they have a smartphone, they could record answers to homework, record items for their agenda, make notes about what they are learning, or get permission from a teacher to record a portion of a class. Students who have difficulty writing could express what they know by answering questions or composing an audio essay. Students could even use the app to record their own audio show and make it into a podcast. Yeah, but what if something happens to your phone? What if you drop it as you're running away in terror or something? We'd lose all the files because they're only on your phone. Well, we could use an app like Audioboo. I like the sound of it already. It has the perfect name for making recordings in a haunted house. What is Audioboo? Audioboo is a free app you can download for your smartphone. But even if someone doesn't have a smartphone, it's not a big deal because people can use the service for free from the website audioboo.fm. Basically, Audioboo allows you to record audio, much like the voice memo app I mentioned back there when we were passing the painting with the shifty eyes. But once you make the recording, called a boo, you immediately post it to the web to be shared. When you post it, you can add a picture and a location, if you want, it isn't required. So, if we wanted, I could take a picture of this rusty suit of armor here, then record a message like, I'm exploring a haunted house with my crazy wife, please come save me and then post it where I'm sending that from. Then, when I post that to Twitter or Facebook, all the people in my social network can come to my rescue. 
Imagine a student out on a community-based instruction trip using this app to record audio and pictures of what he experiences. It'd be useful as a reminder later, for the next trip, or helpful as a communication strategy where he shares his boo with a communication partner to help explain where he was and what he did at a certain location. It'd be helpful on field trips, too. Imagine students using it while they're at the pumpkin patch. The teacher could ask them to find three things that are orange, let's say. Then they could take pictures of each item and then describe them by recording a boo. Of course, this activity could be scaled up or down based on the abilities of the students involved and the place they are visiting. Now, these are just a few ideas. Of course, there are many, many, many other ways to use AudioBoo as well. Yeah, it sounds cool, but why don't we just broadcast this live via justin.tv or livestream.com? What are those? They're free services that allow you to broadcast a live streaming video over the internet. Using the camera on your phone or a webcam on your computer, you set up a free channel. Then you broadcast. There are even chat capabilities so people can type messages to each other. Imagine a school creating a channel to broadcast events like assemblies or after-school events like professional development workshops for the public. I like those ideas, bud, but this isn't the Blair Witch Project. People don't need to see my snotty nose. We don't need video. Audio will do. Go home! Go home! Did you hear that? It sounded like it was coming from the room down the hall. Let's go. Agreed. I'll meet you in the car. No, silly. Not that way. This way. Toward the sound of the voice. Run. 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 See, even the ghost agrees with me. Let's boogie our way out of here. Shh. We'll never capture an EVP if you're not quiet. Out. 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 Did you catch that? I did. I did, and I'm pretty sure it wants us to leave. Now, Chris, let's not jump to conclusions. Maybe it said, gout, gout, because it's someone who has a nasty foot disease. Let's keep looking around. Foot disease? Are you possessed, woman? Ghosts don't have feet. We've got to get out of here before this specter or apparition or whatever it is gets us. Shh. Do you know what's another good strategy? Silence. As a teacher, one of the tricks in your bag is knowing how to use silence effectively. What? Silence isn't a strategy. Plus, you don't have to tell me when to be quiet. I know when to be quiet. When someone asks me to be quiet, I'm quiet. Being quiet is one of the things that I do best. Yup, I'm quiet, all right. Shh. Look, there are a number of ways to gain students' attention, and most of those involve saying something like, one, two, three, eyes on me, or clapping your hands to a fun beat, but those don't work for every student. For students who are sensitive to sounds, have auditory processing difficulties, or who have receptive language difficulties, using sound might be more bothersome and counterproductive. A different strategy is to have some sort of sound present and then turn it off to get attention. Say like, a student's work, you have music playing, and then, when it's time to transition, you turn the music off. Also, when students are used to hearing the teacher's voice, the lack of hearing the teacher's voice becomes a change that they might key into. I'll add this too. If you have a student who has an expressive language goal, the only way that student will have a chance to express themselves is when the adult in the exchange is not talking. So a good rule of thumb for teachers, parents, and you, my dear husband, is to shh. 
more listening, less talking, more wait time to let the student or ghost or whoever respond. Did it just call me a chicken? We're not leaving until we find out what's making that noise. Now, open the door. Let's do it. No one calls me a chicken. Ready, set, go. Who are you? I'm the one who called. Why are you dressed like a baseball player? It's not Halloween yet. Because I am a baseball player. I'm Shoeless Joe Jackson. I know that name from somewhere. You used to play a long time ago. My dad used to talk about you. He said you were the greatest player of all time. You left the voicemail? Yes. Why? So we could watch the game together, of course. We're watching the Major League Baseball playoffs? It started to feel weird yelling at the TV all by myself. I needed company. I've got some peanuts and cracker jacks. Enough said. Move on over. Now you want to stay and hang out with this ghost? Two minutes ago, you wanted to go home and hide under the covers. That was before I knew there were snacks. Besides, you're just bitter because of what happened to the Red Sox this year. Fine. Move over. I'm watching, too. That's the spirit. Honey, I'm so proud of you. You set out to hunt down a ghost, and you did it. You're an awesome ghost hunter. Thanks. I can't wait for my next job. I suppose you can stop recording now, Chris. Oh, yeah, I will. But before we sign off, we should probably say... Happy Halloween from the AT Tips Cast! <laughs>